Hello, and welcome to Women With Books. This is the last episode for the first season and the last episode for 2017. And I'm trying to get this done before the kids come home. They're going to be out uh, for of school for the holidays. And I've been sick, and so I haven't been able to um, put this episode together. And I've had edits and, and so many things going on. Uh, so this is my last chance. So if I sound rushed and a little harried, it's because it's that time of year, y'all. This is a really fun episode. I hope you like it. I had uh, a dozen things in mind for the last episode and nothing um, came to fruition or, or happened like I wanted it to. Um, okay, note to self, next year, get your plans in place before the last few weeks of uh, the year and not during a Mercury retrograde. So I am not trying to figure out who recorded what, where, and oh my god, I didn't press that button, and you'll see as the episode goes on. So this is just a fun episode I wanted to talk about, kind of best of lists of 2017 and what we're looking forward to in 2018. Before I get into all that, I wanted to let everyone know I was kind of talking about it the last two episodes. There are changes coming to Women With Books. Um, Things are picking up around here and we've got a lot more uh, guests and a lot more listeners and a lot more interest. And so I thank you all for everything that you're doing to spread the word. Um, We are now on Stitcher. The podcast can be found on the Stitcher app. Uh, we were also just accepted onto Spotify, which if you didn't know, they've been kind of picky about who they let on their app. So the fact that they put women with books on was a huge, huge win for us. And I think we're also supposed to be on iHeartRadio very soon. I haven't checked it today, but I that should be coming up. So if you use any of those apps, uh, please, you know, you can look for us there. Or also always, um, you know, I put the links to the show right on our website, womenwithbooks.com. So you can always listen to it on your desktop. So if you have a grandma or just someone else who doesn't really like to use their phone or they have an old phone or something like that, but they still want to listen, um, listening from their desktop is a great option. And I'll go back into that in just a minute. Uh, sorry, guys. I told you I have a cold. I'm trying to get rid of it. All right. What else is new? Oh, I have started a Patreon. Uh, for those that don't know, Patreon is a way that you can support uh, creators, podcasters, artists, writers, musicians, uh, so that they can create art uh, that you want, the content that you want. And I put a link in the show notes to our new Women With Books pod- Patreon. I'm really excited about this. I appreciate you going there and seeing if or how you'd like to support the podcast. Uh, As you may or may not be aware, podcast production is not free. I pay for the hosting of the episodes, for hardware, for software, for the web hosting, for the website and everything. And so far, I haven't accepted any advertising or sponsorships. That is just because I was trying to get, you know, 
my foot, my feet wet, my foot down, my feet wet, and uh, trying to, you know, get a steady bounce of where I wanted Women With Books to go. But um, I'm definitely open to that for 2018 so I can keep growing, so I can keep producing content, so I can keep providing everybody the, the, um, the things that they want. I'm open to sponsorships and advertisers for the right partners. Email me if you're interested in that, lindsay at lindsayemory.com. Yeah, so go to Patreon and see. I'm trying to form this uh, great community with women with books. And if you're into that, if you're into supporting uh, women authors and the books that we love and we love to write, please go check that out. Okay, another change. Starting in 2018, I will also not be posting the links to all the books discussed in the podcast on my site or in the show notes. Um, there are reasons for that. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of effort. It doesn't really seem like people are using it that much. Uh, if you're curious about that, uh, I'm going to leave the 2017 list up for a while. Uh, you can go to womenwithbooks.com and then check. Um, there's a link that's like women recommending books and go look there. And that's like I've been putting down every single book that my guests uh, recommend because they're taking their time to to share that word with everyone. Go and check it out, you know, see if that's something that I should be keeping up there. But right now, uh, the plan is that I'm going to be making that content exclusive to either the Patreon subscribers or to newsletter subscribers. But like I said, I'm keeping that up for a while so you can see um, if that's going to be of value to anyone. And um, otherwise, we're going to, you know, we're going to grow. We're going to change. We're going to evolve because that's what we're here on this planet to do. And um, just because I start something doesn't mean I have to keep going with that. You know, I could go completely different. You never know what's going to happen around here. All right. So I think that's pretty much it. Um, my new podcast, you don't have to wait that long. They'll start back up. The new episodes will start back up in January. Like I said, I've got some fun things planned, um, some themes. I've got a theme month planned. I just have to get everyone to agree to it. And uh, yeah, I, I just want to have fun in 2018. Let's have fun together. Let's let's just chill. That sounds good right now, doesn't it? All right. So here are the next parts of the podcast. Enjoy. <clears throat> and we're off. Welcome to Alexis Ann. How are you doing today, girl? I'm good. It's chilly here, and and I just always love talking to you. I love talking to you too. We were talking right before I hit record, and I thought we need to get some of this on on tape. I know we old-fashioned we, tape. When we record my other show, first draft, we're always saying we we waste all our good stuff before we even hit record. We need to start recording this stuff. I know one of the podcasts I listen to, a self publishing podcast. Well, actually, several of them. They all just kind of shoot the breeze for the first fifteen minutes or so, and sometimes I'm in the mood for it, and sometimes I'm not. But Maybe I should record that part, too. I mean, you don't have That's to use it. That's true. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. I'm here for the brilliant ideas. I don't follow through on any of them, but I have them and I give them to other people. Awesome. Do you want to introduce yourself since I'm doing a piss poor job of doing it? Well, sure, I guess so. <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm Alexis Ann. Um, I've been friends with this crazy person for a few years now. And uh, I write contemporary and erotic romance. Um, they're usually about alpha-type heroes with really golden hearts. 
and strong women overcoming things and everyone's just happy and falling in love and there's there's some steamy stuff in between there's some steamy stuff you know what i love about your heroes is that exactly what you just said they have good hearts and they are they're alphas but they're usually pretty in touch with their emotions (laughs) (laughs) i i come from a long line of men who are fairly in touch with their emotions and a lot of the time when i was picking up books i wasn't seeing this type of man portrayed and so i thought well here i can do that i know these guys and i think other people would want to read about them too it's it's the sexiest thing and they're like (laughs) let me buy you a yacht and tell you how much i love you (laughs) (laughs) no to be fair i don't think any of my heroes have bought anyone a yacht yet (laughs) Yet, <laughs> write that in. I'm, jo- I'm jotting that down right now. Everyone needs a yacht. Ooh, so I asked you on today to uh, talk about 2017 and the incoming year, 2018. Can you believe 2017 is over? No, uh, no, not at all, because I still have so much to do, but now I have no time to do it. So apparently 2017 is over and I just have to do it next year. I feel like it's still January 2017. Like, I feel like the, it's just been like a weird... Oh, you know what? I feel like this is like an, that episode of Dallas where we wake up <laughs> and we're... I don't know. I don't know if we're hoping that Bobby didn't really die or something. <laughs> but it was it's all like, a dream. It's all a dream? That's you, you still have all of 2017. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> oh, if only. I know. So what were some of your best reads of 2017? So when when you messaged me, I panicked because I was like, did I have five favorite books that I've read this year? Because (laughs) just before you, I had had another request and they wanted only new releases. So books that were released in 2017 that I had read and loved. And I couldn't come up with five because I am a serial rereader. I reread every book pretty much. If I loved it, I immediately reread it. So I don't read a high volume of books. Um, But after I calmed down from your message and thought clearly, I was like, oh yeah, I actually have several books that I loved reading this year. Um, And so I do have a list for you. Oh, please, let's share it. (laughs) Well, Well, here's the thing. And I just want to tell everyone, I did, I did text you and I said, what do you think you can come on and talk about your five, maybe five top reads? And you freaked out. And then I thought that's kind of a stupid question because who checks when things were published. I mean, I think bloggers and authors do, but if you're just a reader, you just grab what looks good and or what's on sale or what someone just recommended to you. So you don't always know that it's not like a five-year-old book. I mean, it's right. brand new to you. So that's that's all that's really important, right? That's one of the things I love about the, the, the publishing world right now is the digital shelf space has made it possible for you to read books for a really long time, whether they were bestsellers or not. And so I just really love that about reading yeah. right now. Yeah, we were just talking about how I um, got a message from a reader the other day who was super excited, and I love this. They were super excited about a book that I had released two years ago. And I'm like, when's the sequel coming out? <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll work on that for you. But, um, but then, you know, I kind of started thinking about it. I'm like, that is so cool that that was a new experience for them, even though you know, I had promoted and published it and, you know, locked the door on it mm-hmm. two years ago that people can still be finding new favorites and, um, you know, things that make them excited. And for the record, everyone, the book was Rushing to Die, which is run out and buy that. Incredible. <laughs> and if you haven't read Sisterhood is Deadly first, you should. It is 
that was my best book of last year, actually, wasn't it? Or was it two years ago? It made me cry. Well, I think you mentioned it in your best of list last year because it did come out like the last two days of 2015. And so you included it in your 2016. But, (coughs) excuse me. And it made me cry. I listened to that. uh, You did that on your podcast. And I was on the train going to work that day. And I just... Well, I made you cry on the way to work. You did. Well, also because, again, that book had been out for like a year. (laughs) And And I I knew you loved it. I I knew you loved it, obviously. But I just hadn't heard it, you know, on any best of list. So that was awesome. Thank you. No problem. I'm still singing its praises, obviously, even another year after my last list came out. Because it really is. It's one of my all-time favorite books. And it's one of those when people ask for book recommendations, it's always right at the top of my list. You. Well, I didn't really mean for this to be all about my <laughs> two-year-old books, so <laughs> let's get back to okay. um, your best reads of 2017. So my first really, like, it stopped me short read of the year was The Virgin and the Viscount by Karis Michaels, and it landed in my lap. I don't read a ton of historical, and I usually just reserve that for Julia Kelly because she's my number one when it comes to historical. But it landed in my lap, and so I was reading it, and I loved it. I got sucked away by it, and I ended up reading the whole series. But my favorite was the third book in the series, One for the Rogue. And oh, These are such good titles. They are. They're the, uh, the Bachelor Lords of London series. And there is a spinoff series starting in February that I've already pre-ordered. Um, but in One for the Rogue, the hero is so very, like, Han Solo-ish. He's... Uh-huh. Yeah. I've reread this book three times. I'm actually rereading it right now um, because I'm a rereader. And uh, he's so very just like, I don't want to be the Viscount. I don't want this title. I don't... I want to live on my boat and I want everyone to just leave me alone. And the heroine comes in and she's like, yeah, that's not happening. And there's this instant spark and he's just so gruff the whole book. And she's so sweet the whole book. And so I was just, I fell in love with him. So that one, that one is just one of my favorite books of the year. Oh, y'all. And you, you don't even know. I think that's one thing that you and I have in common is we love a gruff, grumpy, mm, Han Solo type, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. the Han Solo type is definitely my number one favorite. I love that reluctant hero, the reluctant hero, um, who also happens to be very like down and dirty and from the streets kind of sometimes. Mm-hmm. So you know he can scrap if he needs to, but he also tends to have kind of this refinement to him when he needs it. And I mm-hmm. love that. Like a, a nobility that he keeps covered up. Yes. His, his secret soft side. And his, and his beard. Yes, I love it. So do you have to read those in order or can I just skip straight to one for the rogue and then back? back you could to totally cuz like I said I started rereading it a few days ago so it was perfect timing when you asked about this. So it's really fresh in my mind. You can totally read this one on its own. The other characters from the other books are mentioned and they play a big part in it, but you don't need to know their story at all to understand this story. Quick side question. I just am curious about you you're saying you're a big rereader. Mm-hmm. Um do you do that as a reader or as a writer? Like, do you go back through and reread because you're trying to pick it apart as a writer and see what works? Or are you just like, I want to dive in that story again? I think it's hard to separate the two for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about this the other day because I think I reread them mostly because the first time, especially if it's a really good book, I just get completely swept up in the story, which is what you're supposed to do. And you get to the end and it's like, whoa, that was amazing. 
why was it amazing? And you want to go back and you want to read, I want to go back and I want to reread it because A, I want to look at all of the pieces that, that triggered that interest in me and kind of dissect it a little bit, but also see all the things that I missed when I was caught up in this story. And usually the second read is, is different than the first read. The first one is all passionate and the second one is all like falling in love with the details and just really sinking into the story. And in the process of doing that, I am, I'm analyzing it and looking at what triggered things in me so that I know how as a writer to trigger that in other people like me. Yeah, it's, I've done that. Like, I think there's two books that I've reread, 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 and then said, okay, I need to stop and like really pick this apart as a writer and see if I can not, you know, not copy it, but learn, you know, maybe what are the things here? Um, one of them was Lord of Scoundrels. I don't know if you've ever read that. No. um, Oh my God, Alexis, man. All right. Picking up the pen, writing it down. Lord of Scoundrels. Oh, Julia is going to slap you when she hears this. Oh my (laughs) goodness. Oh, Lord of Scoundrels. Everyone loves Lord of Scoundrels. And I have reread it probably six times. And I have one time I literally took a, I was like, I have to figure out what it is about this book. And I went through and I outlined, like, I think scene by scene or chapter by chapter, like, what was happening. And trying to, like, fix, you know, what what I know about plotting and stuff. And to be like, okay, was this a black moment? Was this a this? And it, it helps, I think, in some ways kind of subconsciously, you know, internalize it. But I still think there's a magic there that even if I break it down scene by scene, I can't be... I can't write that. Like, that right. has to come out of someone else's heart and brain. So anyway, sorry for that little sidetrack. No, I think it's <laughs> I think it's fascinating, especially because as writers, well, it's, I don't know about you, but there was certain training that went in in like high school and college where we were taught how to dissect things. And so sometimes when something intrigues you, you kind of fall back on those old habits that you were taught in the early stages of learning how to read and write. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, it just kind of naturally happens. And while you may not be able to ever replicate exactly what it is, if you can if you can break it down to what it is about it that was so special to you, then you can you can find that magic in a different way for yourself. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Back to <laughs> your best reads. No, I love no, talking no. about writing. <laughs> I know I do too. Obviously, <laughs> Loretta Chase, Lord of Scoundrels. Yes, I wrote it down. I did. That's like my all time best of list, though. It's not just twenty seventeen, y'all. Everyone needs to go reread it. All right. You have your assignments now, people. Go. Yes. (laughs) Including me. (laughs) I'm so telling you. I'm telling on you for this. I can hear it now. What? I know. Speaking of Julia, she's she's also on my list. Because I don't read a lot of historical. And since I was already mentioning one, I was like, well, you know what the other favorite book of the year was, was The Look of Love. And I I love Julia, but there was something about this book that just, it really got inside my heart and I loved the characters so much. And sometimes when people say it's super tropey, I get like, oh, maybe I don't want to read this, but the tropes were just so well handled in this book. We have friends in a marriage of convenience who fall in love and it's so good. And, and I don't think Julia Kelly, just to clarify to everyone. And the book is The Look of Love. I, so, And that's one of my, Marriage of Convenience is one of my favorite um, 
tropes for romance just be and I, I talked to Julia about this like because when she was writing it uh, she's our friend and so you get to to get to try to influence her and I was like <laughs> one of my favorite scenes for the marriage of convenience is when um, when they're just like there's small intimacies you know mm-hmm. that now they're married and they're trying to keep their walls up and then there's just like little things where they're just slowly being pulled together mm-hmm. and um, then one day they realize one of them will realize oh crap I have feelings for this person and I'm not supposed to and it's just the best and no matter <laughs> what I do I can't stop having these feelings I can't stop having these feelings so I'm going to have to go live in my other castle now oh, <laughs> so so hard I'm going to have to separate myself from you oh Oh, I got I'm, I'm trying to take notes while I do this today. So let's see if this works. No, I did. I did make you a list, actually, that I can. You did? I, I did. I can link you to it. It's a yes. Google Doc. I usually don't take notes while I'm doing the podcast because I can hear the typing. And and I want to really focus on the conversation. I mean, I am the most important thing right now. You really are. What else do you have? What else did you read in 2017 that you loved? Um, well, another Julia Blake was Changing the Play. Yes. And this one is a book f- that I love deeply because I read it years ago in its first incarnation. And so I got to see it go through its whole evolution and then finally come out as a published book this year. So it's like a, it's, I'm like it's aunt or something. Like <laughs> I get to dote godmother? on it. Are you a godmother maybe? Maybe. I get to tell everyone it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but it's, uh, it's the one of the ones... My friends don't always write what I write, um, which makes me sad sometimes. And so this is as close as I get sometimes. (laughs) Um, Because it's uh, there's a sports element to it. Um, There's a scene that I have not stopped thinking about with a lamp pole and a kiss. Mm -hmm. It's so good. Um, But yeah, it's it's one of my favorite sports romances of the year. So if you're a contemporary romance fan, I, I highly recommend checking out Changing the Play by Julia Blake. Yes, it's so good. And make this godmother a very happy godmother. <laughs> I know. I guess I didn't realize how long that had been in the pipeline because y'all would have these conversations about it. And I'm like, wait, what? What happened? This is <laughs> the first like, thing oh, I ever read by her. Something something way back then. I'm like, how many times has, have you guys read this without me? I think I read it twice before the final version read through. But yeah, that was the first, I gave her The Storm Inside, and she gave me um, Changing the Play, which had a different title back then, and that was the, that was the first time we took a chance on letting other people who were writers critique our work, and that's a scary, scary thing. It is. It is. I do appreciate it when I can do that to other people, for that, for other people, and when I can pass off, too, because um, I just don't, I, I don't, and it's not... I just not that I don't like to, but I don't necessarily need to always do it because I'm mm-hmm. at this point pretty confident in what I write. Mm-hmm. But it is always nice to be able to send something to you or to Alexandra, and then y'all help me out with a few questions I had. So. It's always like it's always nice when you get back like, oh, I loved it except for this one part. Could you fix it? Okay, cool, I can do that. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not a problem. Do you have any other best reads I of 2017? I have, I have a, a, a slightly non-historical or contemporary, I guess it is kind of contemporary, actually. It's called The Ghost in the Curve. It's another friend of mine. Um, called, her name's Violet Howe. 
and it is a kind of paranormal romance, but I think we ended up deciding it's actually gothic um, because it's there is a paranormal element to it, but that's not it's not really paranormal. Um, so it's more of a gothic romance. And there's a, uh, a ghost that's trapped. Um, it's based on the town that we were both living in. Violet and I were both living in the town of Claremont, Florida. And there is, there's a lot of lakes in that area. And there's this one crazy road that has a terrible bend in it around this lake. And so she based this book on this curve um, where there, there was an accident. And this, uh, this lovely young girl, um, her soul is trapped there. And this actress who has made her fortune as a scream queen in all these horror movies, um, it's her aunt's, I think it's her aunt's house, it's some relative's house, and she's trying to get away from the paparazzi because all this horrible stuff is happening. And so she's there, and much to her dismay, there's a ghost there, and it should not be happening in real life. Those are something that only happens in her movies. And uh, the, the romance element is the grumpy cop. Yes. We love a grumpy cop. <laughs> we do. And he's a total hopper. Um, so I got totally lost. You know, you never know when your friend sends you a book and asks you to read if you're going to love it or not. And it was one of those that I was like, oh, thank God I love this book. <laughs> it's fun. It's interesting. It's sexy. And it has the grumpy cop. So she's writing another one and I'm thrilled. <laughs> I can attest that you gushed about this book big time. <laughs> I mean, this is not just you, like, plugging Violet. This is you were like, I love this book so much. And, you know, what is this? I think because you were also trying to figure out, like, what the gothic was. Yes. I remember we had a conversation about what gothic romance might entail. And I don't think I've ever really had a good answer except for secrets and castles and grumpy guys. But um, <laughs> it sounds like this has all of those. It does. You know, and that's one of the hard things is even... It, no matter what genre you're in, what stage you're in, is sometimes you really don't know what genre you've written. And it's this mystery to try and figure out not only for yourself and how to categorize it, but how to explain it to people who want to read it. That is my problem as a writer. And I appreciate anyone who wants to tell. I, I don't write inside the genres very easily. so You write just hard. good stuff, and that's all anyone needs to know. <laughs> I'm like, I mixed it all up together and here, buy it. <laughs> and buy it. Buy it. Ghost that's in the Curve by Violet Howe. Correct. Okay. And that's been on my TBR, Violet. I know I need to get to it, which we're going to, I'm going to talk about that in just a minute though. Okay. She's an awesome person. She's one of those just she like is. totally on top of everything, go to, I will make this happen kind of people. Totally on top of things and... Also, when I met her, I felt like I had known her for 20 years. Yes. I don't know if everyone has that feeling. You know, yes. there's just some people that are like, hey, I'm me. And this is who... I think maybe because she's so... She seemed really authentic. Mm -hmm. And so when people are just comfortable in your own skin, you feel like, oh, because I've known them for 20 years. That's why we're so cool together right now. Exactly. Um, but yeah. Good. Hi, Violet, if you're listening. <laughs> and so I have I have one, one more, and it's a double okay. recommendation again because I'm... The, not only am I a rereader, but I am like a one author pony kind of person. <laughs> so <laughs> if I like an author, I read everything that they've ever written. And then I don't read anything else for a while because then I have to reread everything that they've ever written. <laughs> so I've been rereading Autumn Jan Jones Lake for the last six months, I think it is now. 
Is this the so one you I were bet- recommending to me just a few days ago? I'm not sure. Go ahead. I, I don't remember what I recommended to you a few days ago. <laughs> but uh, I met... <laughs> She's she's a sort of tangential friend, I guess you could say. I really hope she doesn't think I'm stalking her at this point because <laughs> I, I, I like all her stuff. We're in a lot of the same Facebook groups together, and I like that stuff. And I think sometimes when I comment on stuff, I'm like, she's going to get a restraining order soon. <laughs> but we met finally at RT, um, which is a reader-writer convention and romance, and she was as lovely as I thought she seemed online. And I still hadn't read any of her stuff. And in one of those magical combination things, I was in the flurry of getting my own books ready to release. And she had a book coming out. And she had this video trailer that I just stopped everything that I was doing and watched it. And it was all of my tropey stuff that I love. There's a hot cop. There's a girl in trouble. And I was just like, give me the book now, please. Thank you. And... I immediately read it and was immediately like, how have I not read your stuff before? Because like me, in a way, her heroes are all very good guys and they treat everyone around them with respect, even when they have to lay down the law. And her heroines are all very relatable and and strong in their own ways. And so even though I don't read motorcycle romances, motorcycle club romances, um, that's what her main series is. Bullets and Bonfires was the book that got me to stop and read her for the first time. And it's a side story from her motorcycle series about a hot cop. And so then I went and I picked up her motorcycle series and I read every single book in the series. But my favorite was her new release, Beyond Reason. And um, I have, I may have read that three times too. Dang. <laughs> That is rereading. You're yeah. serious about that. I, you know, when I like something, I just like to hang out there in that world for a while until until it's time to move on. And it's it's actually, it's about time for me to move on from the series because I'm about to go into the writing cave and her voice is different from my voice. Yes. And I can't read someone who's drastically different from me while I'm writing. I mean, I could, but then you're going to get another Dorinda Jones book and, <laughs> or something, and you don't you don't need another one of those. Yeah, as it is, uh, Julia's been correcting things that I've sent her, and she's like, "This is not right." I'm like, "Dang it!" <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you looking forward to in 2018? Or do you see any trends that coming up that you're excited about? There has been a lot of rom com at the back half of 2017, and I see that there's going to be a lot more of it in the first half of 2018. And I'm really excited to see what different ways people are taking it this year. Because mm-hmm. I think it's it's going to have a lot of different faces from super steamy rom-coms to super light and fluffy rom-coms. And we'll get male point of view and female point of view. And, and I really want to see all of the different fun and creative ways that all of these brilliant authors can kind of reinvent the romantic comedy. I love thinking about it that way, because if you really sit back, the last time romantic comedies were kind of big, maybe late nineties, turn Mm -hmm. of the century, and the world's changed a lot and women have changed a lot and our jobs have changed a lot and you know what's what's the new hot romantic comedy going to look like when it doesn't involve like shopping for Prada shoes or <laughs> you know it and there was a big sex in the city influence mm-hmm. back then and um you know what's the influence going to be now is it going to be Jane the Virgin is mm-hmm. it going to be um 
Oh, let's think. Riverdale. I don't know. Is it going to be Marvel? You and I talk a lot about um, superhero stuff. And I've noticed, just kind of when I took a step back the last couple weeks of the podcast, is how often romance authors reference um, superhero movies. Mm -hmm. And how we really do, as a community, like that. And I have theories, you know, for why we do. Mm -hmm. But um, I would... I would just want to put that out there that people could probably write me a, a Thor rom-com and I would be all into that. Oh, actually, especially... though, Ragnarok was kind of a rom-com. <laughs> I was going to say, especially in his more, more current state with his comedic yeah. uh, delivery of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, If y'all know of a fanfic out there that had a, was Ragnarok with a little bit more uh, girlfriend in it than that, <laughs> let's go with that. Oh, that's an interesting idea. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We always give each other ideas. We do. I love bouncing ideas off with you. It's so fun. Because <laughs> I know I can throw ideas at you, and you'll take them seriously, but not too seriously. Like, you won't, like... <laughs> you, you just recognize that that's a fun idea that could go someplace, or maybe not. Or maybe <laughs> we were just having fun talking about it today. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, so Thor Ragnarok rom-com is my idea of the day. Um, are you... Go ahead. No, go, you. Oh. Are you making any uh, reading or writing resolutions for 2018? Hmm. I never make reading resolutions. I've never done that before. I've never even thought about it. Um, so that's a no. <laughs> I will have to think about it, though, now that you've introduced the idea. What does that even mean? Like, how many books you're going to read? Yeah, it could be how many books you're going to read. I see people, like, saying, oh, I'm going to read, like, outside of the genre, or I'm mm. going to read... Um, you know, there's like reading challenges that people do or read off your TBR pile or, you know, those kinds of things. You know what I really love this year? And it's just a hope, I guess. Nate and I, Nate's my husband, Nate and I used to pick a series and read it together. And we haven't done that in a long time because then he got into his college classes and started a new career and he's been crazy ever since, but things are starting to settle down. And I really miss just randomly picking a series and reading it together. Do you both read it at the same time, like on your own Kindles, or do you cuddle up in bed and read out loud to each other? <laughs> the only time we read out loud to each other is if, like, we're making fun of something. <laughs> oh, okay. Or reading your books. <laughs> we do not read that out loud either. <laughs> no, we usually read at the same time. Um, but he reads faster than I do. He's a, he took speed reading classes back in the day and he just kind of defaults into a very fast reading pace. And so he'll read a book much faster than I will, but he also is okay with taking a break while I catch up. But the fun part is, as we're talking, cause we talk as we're reading and like, Oh, did you get to that one? Okay. never mind. I, I didn't say anything. That part's not coming. And we'll discuss things and he'll be, he'll be like, I did not see this plot twist coming. And I'm like, they broadcast it for like 10 <laughs> chapters. How did you miss it? And it's because he speed reads. Mm-hmm. So sometimes he misses those little nuggets that because I'm a slower reader and I'm digesting every little nuance of the book, I see where it's going, but he doesn't. And so it's really fun and interesting to discuss the book with him sometimes because he gets a completely dip- different perspective than I do as a reader, but also because he's a dude and like dudes see things differently. Right. You know, I was thinking about suggesting to my husband, and I'm, I'll throw this out there, you can steal it, <laughs> is um, 
maybe y'all have already read it. Ready Player One. No, but that is one of the ones I was thinking about. Well, because it, the new movie's coming mm-hmm. out in March, I think. And so I thought we should both read the book and then have date night to go see the movie. And for sure, then you'd have lots to talk about or not. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we had planned to do that with The Martian, but then it was in the middle of the crazy. And so we just saw the movie and we've still never read the book. I love that movie. I haven't read the book either. My husband read it. And um, he, he tends to like things that are more, I guess, engineering him. Like mm-hmm. more science fiction-y type things that I don't normally go for. I'm open to it, though. Mm-hmm. And um, Ready Player One is one that I've heard a lot about. So yeah, Especially I'm, if there's going to be a Steven Spielberg movie at the end. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm excited for Ready Player One. And then Artemis just came out by the same author as The Martian. Oh, yeah. But no movie yet. No. Just it, the book. The book just came out. Is it as, sci- is it as science-y mm-hmm. as the first one? Okay. I believe so. Interesting. Well, awesome. Well, I am not going to um, close this out like I normally do with the <gasps> lightning round because I'm going to have you back. Yes. In 2018, we talked about it. Alexis Ann has a new series coming out this spring. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to have you back then, and um, we'll really dive into your trends of 2018 (laughs) and uh, your books. But thank you so much for coming by and giving us your recommendations. Thanks for having me. These are really good recommendations, and um, I cannot wait for Han Solo historical romance and ghosts and grumpy cops. Oh, I think we should explain to everyone about grumpy cops. (laughs) Do you want to explain why we love Grumpy? Or maybe we loved him before. I think we loved him I think before. he's he's just the perfect character for what we already love. And it, yeah. So we were both at the same time watching, um, oh my gosh, I just forgot the name of the series. Stranger Things. Stranger Things. We were both watching Stranger Things at the same time. And because we both have this love of the the Grump, uh, the, the character Hopper, the cop in the series. Um, Grumpy be- cop with a heart of gold. Exactly. Oh. oh. And he gives long looks at the girlfriend he liked in high school. and Yes. Or girl, maybe not girlfriend. The very slow burn, always loved her romance, is also just mm. killing me. <laughs> so uh, when we keep talking about Grumpy Cop, that's, that's why we've been seriously bonding over our love of the Grumpy Cop in Stranger Things. Yes, basically that's all I'm going to write from now on. And I am delighted. Grumpy Cop. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. And my husband's not a cop. I mean, I think a lot of people who write firefighters and cops and stuff maybe have that connection to it. No, not me. I just... You just are really good at writing grumpy cops. I really am. Yeah. And the slow burn on top of it. I'm I'm going to take that compliment. (laughs) All right. Thank you for coming on and Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We'll see you in 2018. Bye. Bye. No. Ah! We were genius. I swear we had been recording. I swear I looked at it. No. You guys, we just had the best conversation (laughs) off the record. (laughs) And you just have to trust us on it, that it was amazing. And Lindsay could have, like, won a Pulitzer. I don't even know if they give Pulitzers to podcasts. But we could have totally won one if we had only had the recording. I am crying. This is the last episode 
of the season of 2017, Mercury Retrograde. Oh, my goodness. And we were not recording all of that really good conversation. All right, high points, hotel rooms, no, the Victorian era, there, medicine, there's, there's and no dead bodies re- in hotels. Oh, my gosh. There's no way to recapture that magic. There's just no way. I don't even know. Should we just give up and go home? Except I am home. Crap. Yeah. No, let's do this. We can push through. This is awesome. All right. Because this is all about getting our reading mojo back in 2018. <laughs> and I am, in a, I am in a public space right now because my Mercury issue was I got to my cozy little conference room that I had reserved and forgot the cord for my fancy microphone and didn't even have earphones that had a microphone in it. So then I made a little side trip to Target and I should be congratulated because I did not buy anything additional. I just walked into Target made my purchase of the one item I needed and walked out. So we're going to muscle through this. And your readers... Who's going to muscle through it? Hi, listeners. Listeners. Alexandra Houghton. Yes. Listeners. Who am I? Alexandra Houghton has some awesome books that she's been recommending to me. I do. Uh, And now act surprised when I tell you about them. (laughs) Which one are you going to tell me about? Well, I think first... I love it. I love it. Women with books. This is fabulous. Um, the first one I'm going to talk about is Man Card by Serena Bowen and Tanya Ebby, or Ebby. I don't know. Um, it comes out early in January 2018, and I literally know nothing about this book except I'm seeing the cover everywhere, like everywhere. I turn on Instagram, I see the cover. I turn on Twitter, like rarely, I see things. I think I'm even getting like advertisements on BookBub about it. Like I'm literally seeing this everywhere. And I'm so swayed by book buzz that I'm putting it on my list when I know nothing about it. It's the second book in a series. And it just has like a great title, like man card, man hands. I don't know. It's just charming to me. Um, And all the early reviews say how funny it is. And I need funny. I need hot funny. And I think Serena Bowen writes hot. So hopefully that'll um, continue through with this new author partnership. I think it's new. It could not be. I know. So many, mm. so many books. So many books. I can't keep up. Yeah. So anyway, so Man Card, early 2018. It's going to get me my mojo back. I feel confident in saying that, even though I know nothing about it. But, um, yeah. yeah you, the feel co- like, you feel like you got your mojo back. Yeah. If y'all have seen these covers, you know, I mean, why I've been sucked into it. They're so um, bold, technicolor, um, really graphic looking uh, yeah they're just cool they just look cool so awesome. yeah um, what else are we doing what else are we reading <laughs> what else am i reading well here's the deal um i'm a mood reader totally i don't know if i said that earlier um and so this one i'm not sure about except for the fact that i heard jojo Moyes speak in the park cities a few years ago and she was so engaging and she was so fun and funny and charming and down to earth that I do seek out her books, although I don't seek them out whenever they first come out because I have to make sure that they're not going to be tragic. Um, And some of her books, I think, can like veer towards that emotional devastation. And I I can't do that all the time. In hotel rooms? Yes. No. So anyway, so this one is called Still Me. It's out in late January. 
Um, and it's like the blurb is like everything I want. It's New York City society. Um, it's talking about like secrets. Um, and I can't tell if this is going to be a contemporary or if this is going to be one of her historicals because, you know, she does both. Um, the blurb is pretty vague in terms of time. And all um, of her covers kind of look the same, so it's hard to yeah, parse yeah. that out, too. She definitely has like a that same font, like she has her signature font. <laughs> you know, yeah, that, it's great branding. It. It's great. wonderful because, you know, and I think what's so cool about her career is that you really know that she's writing the books that she loves because they're not all the same. Like you never know what you're going to get except for you're going to get a book that is engaging and sometimes super thought provoking and emotional, whether it's, um, whether it's a funny emotional kind of thing or whether it's <laughs> tragic. I wish you could just see what I just saw right now, but I can't talk about it. <laughs> no. Oh my goodness, we'll have to put it in the show notes. I should write a I'll write you a text right now so we don't forget it. Um, this is why I love public. This is why I do my best work in public, people. Um, anyway, so I put Still Me on my library acquisition request instead of pre-ordering it because it was... They're totally going to do that, though. You know they're going to buy it. If it's not already on the list, they're totally going to buy If it's not on their own list, they're going to have it on there. So hopefully me getting it in now means I'm at the top of the list. And they love me at the Dallas Public Library <laughs> because I do acquisition requests all the time. Um, do. I, I like to think it's like my, you know, making full use of my taxpayer uh, power and my, like, amazing brain power. Right? You know, we had that episode with... Um, Franny, the librarian, uh, yes, my first episode, yes. we talked a little bit about um, people making requests to their libraries, and um, I think they, they encourage it. They want to know what, what, their re, um, what their customers want. I want to have another librarian on soon to keep talking about that. So all the listeners out there, yes. make requests at your library. Yeah, no, it's so important because, um, I, you know, and I love listening to Franny and and other um, librarians talk about um, reader advisory that they do and kind of the process behind that. And it's so fascinating. Um, and it's a lot like what we do as readers, except for mm. just, you know, our moods. It's then like a whole population. So in that way, it's, it's exponentially um, probably more difficult, but also maybe a little more like rewarding too, because, you know, you're not only satisfying um your core group but you know also that reader who comes in and who's like you know I don't really know what I want I liked this the last time I read it what else have you got you know and, and that's I don't know that's satisfying I think I like to feel I like to think that that's what we're doing here today we're we're satisfying our reader constituency right here I think so too recommending books and you know that's the best thing because um I mean, really, yeah, I find books that I want to read or find books that I'm like, eh, don't really sound good. But then someone talks it up, you know, and then I'm like, well, you know, maybe, hey, give it a try. Um, and some of those are the best books, you know, not only because of the conversations they spark between friends, but also just because, it, you know, it's, reading is so intimate anyway. You, can, Especially if you're reading a book that someone recommends, it also kind of gives you a little glimpse into 
into their mind also mm -hmm. um, and their heart <laughs> a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, oh gosh, now that I'm saying that, I'm judging my lips. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I love it. Um, you have a good list so far. And I happen to know what your next book's going to be because we were talking about it earlier. <laughs> it no, you should just um, pretend uh, that you have like... Okay, let me hours. guess. Let me guess. What was your next book? Was it going to be... Um, Oh, I'm feeling, was it Lisa Claypass that you were going to recommend next? Oh, my gravy. How did you know that? I'm, oh, I'm gonna... pretty much psychic. Ooh, wow. <laughs> yes. So um, in February of 2018, I think at the end of February, uh, Hello Stranger comes out. Um, and I mean, I've read Lisa Claypass like as long as she's been writing because I'm 100 years old. Um, <laughs> but what really, you know, I've missed some. Like, I have them on my TBR, but I haven't read some of the last few. But what really um, what really got me interested in this one, aside from all the cover conversations we had back on social media when it first came out, was that um, her heroine is the first or only um, female physician in England. And the hero is a former Scotland Yard detective. So that was like, click, <laughs> click, 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 click. And like, hits all the buttons. Um, really so good. hopefully that is going to pull me, pull me out of a reading funk. Um, maybe give me some good, you know, just good historical romance. That's what I love. Yes. Yeah. So. Me too. All right. What else? Anything else? Yes. I have a few it? more things. Oh no. Okay. Oh my gosh. I could talk forever <laughs> about this. So, um, Tamsin Parker, who full disclosure, we love and adore her as a human being, but, um, yes. I also love her voice. She writes really sharp, um, sexy contemporaries. Um, and so she's got a series called the snow and ice games. Um, I think they're like five or six. I don't series. even know how she's. I don't even know how she's doing this right now. I know now. it's it's a marvel. She is she is a technical marvel. Um, I know the first one is out now. It like just came out. I think last week, this week. I don't know. I haven't been keeping up with life. Um, but I feel the like rest. One a week. Well, yeah, in 2018, like starting in January and then February. There's gonna be five. Like, There's gonna be five books. They release so fast. I mean, it's like binge reading perfection. Um, yeah. That they all come out so quickly, and plus it's seasonal because of um, the Olympics coming up. Even though this is the snow and ice games, it's a different thing. But so, um, and she writes about athletes really well. Um, so it's not the Olympics. It's just an international it's a, sporting exactly. competition that takes exactly. place in the winter. Okay. <clears throat> yes, ma'am. Good, yep. good. I'm glad we clarified that. Mm -hmm. Not yes. the Olympics. No. Just lots of people luging and skiing all in one place. Yes. <laughs> and what I also love about this is um, she's got all kinds of pairings. So there's a good helping of, you know, hetero folks out. But she also has um, an FF story. And a male male. Um, oh my gosh, the, the female story. It's a figure skater um, and a speed skater. Um, and I'm like having, I'm having flashbacks to when the, everybody, um, I think Tam and Elizabeth Lane from Cooking Up Romance, like they would live tweet like anytime um, The Cutting Edge was on TV, they would live tweet it yes, um, yes. with the hashtag toe pick. And so I'm hoping... I'm hoping, hoping, hoping for shades of that in, in that one. So I'm really looking forward to this um, because, you know, what's really fun is when you can we, – we've talked about this a little bit, and I think some other people have too on your show about how when you have a series, um, 
especially if there are several out already, it's really hard just to stop at one. You know, so when were you talking to Laura about Laura von Holt about um, how she was saving, you know, the Ice Planet yes. Barbarians for yeah. when she really, mm-hmm. you know, needed one, you know, that she was, I'm not that good. <laughs> like, I'm not that good. Like, if they are out, like, I want to read them. So I think that's why I'm really excited about this, because I know that once I finish, there's going to be another one, and then there's going to be another one, and there's going to be another one, and I won't have to wait. Um, and it's that, like, kind of instant gratification. And I'm excited about that. Yeah, I'm really interested about this kind of new model of publishing that's kind of copycatting um, like Netflix or Amazon that just drop a whole season at once. And so then people can either binge, like you could pick up all of these, the series by Tamsin and like, uh, you know, I think they'll be all out pretty soon. Um, Or you can, you know, just take one at a time whenever you want. And um, of course, I think we will recommend you buy them all at once, but... (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. But um, it's really interesting because it's whether or not that works. That that's a a method that works for television viewing or movie viewing, but right. does it work for reading? Yeah, I don't know. Well, and and also, I'm, and I'd love for you to talk to her about it too because I'd love to even know some of the process behind it as a writer, not just as a reader. But um, you know, when you have that aggressive of a publishing schedule, um, what that means, you know, for you and the mm-hmm. the business side of it. Um, I think that's fascinating, too. Um, All right. Tamsin, you're invited to come on Women With Books and talk to us about how hard you had to work to get five (laughs) books out in within two months. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. You look at her publishing schedule, and it's – that girl is busy. So busy. She might not have time to come on my podcast. No, but she will. Oh, but you won't. Oh, rats. I always forget about that. And Necra in April. You'll be there in our hearts. I know. Maybe I'll bring, maybe I'll bring a microphone and we can do a, a long you distance. Should. A yeah. long distance. <gasps> oh. <laughs> yep. Okay. okay. We'll have to make plans. We got that. Um, <clears throat> all right. So speaking Moving of on. Uh, another contemporary yes. voice that I'm looking forward to, another book in a series coming out is Andy J. Christopher has another South Beach in her South Beach book series. Um, mm-hmm. It's coming out. Mm, oh shoot! I didn't write this down in the spring, like March, April-ish. Um, okay. And this one, the heroine is a ballerina. <clears throat> and so I'm just really... She's got two my... coming out, a January and an April. I'm... Does she have a January too? Yes. According Whoa. to Amazon, maybe, maybe that's like... Maybe I already pre-ordered that. No, 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 sorry, 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 sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry, Andy and, and everyone. Um, Sorry, I'm... I'm... I'm not out of 2017 yet. She had one come out in January of 2017. Yes. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I do That's not right. know what year it is, obviously. Well, it's a little hard. There we go. When I'm the rogue, remember, I, you came into this, like, ready to talk about 2017, and what did I do? I was like, no, yes. we're looking forward. Um, so I'm hoping she's going to do April me right April 2018. Yes. Yes. So <sighs> ballet books are really hard for me to read because I was – a dancer mm. um but i love them like when ugh, i mean i just love them so i have high hopes for this because she's never she's never done me wrong so i'm excited to um to read this and i think it may may be the last book in the series i'm not sure don't quote me on that i'm not um, quoting you and i'm not saying one thing one way or another. <laughs> 
I love it. Um, and also speaking about series, apparently I'm just talking a lot about series today. Um, Alicia Rye has a book coming out in um, the spring too, the late spring, and it's the third book in her series. Um, and it's the, the one that's titled Hurt to Love You. And this is the one that has the cover on it that like, the cover broke to end candle. all covers. <laughs> it's the, like the cover that like broke my iPad when I was on Twitter that day that she got to go to the um, photo shoot for it. Remember, it's that one with like that giant, enormous human man <laughs> model. Yes, with the man bun and the plaid. Oh yes. Like, I'm he, just pulling it up right now. Yes. Can we, I might make this like my Can we back... take a moment <laughs> and pull up that picture? And I love that picture so much with like the female model from the cover and Alicia in the center. And she's like up on her tippy toes, like looking up <laughs> into his like enormous hot man face. And um, it like just brings me so much joy. <laughs> so yes. um, and that whole series does too. Um, we talked a little bit about... Um, when we did our little quickie interview before our book club, um, we talked about the second um, book in that series is the one that I took to our book club to give away for our um, holiday book giveaway um, because mm -hmm. it's my reward book and I cannot, <laughs> I still haven't, haven't gotten, gotten to, to it, it yet. <clears throat> okay. It's probably going to be like next week, the first night that I'm home at my parents' house and it's like officially Christmas holidays and I'm, I'm dying, I'm dying over it. So, um, you'll, you'll get there. You'll get your reward. I know. I mean, there are just so many good books. Like we were talking a little bit. I think Lexi has talked about her new series, Alexis Ann, um, mm -hmm. that's going to be coming out next year. Um, I'm like gleefully rubbing my hands together about it. Um, the Darlings. Yes. Be so good. Um, I'm really looking forward to all of the mistletoe key books that'll be coming out and the continuation of Laura von Holtz. Merotica series, and I'm Is that just what gonna, we're calling it. That's what I'm calling it. It's mermaid erotica, so I think it should be Merotica. Um, I like it. I like yeah, it. It works. she's got Catchy. she's got two more uh, coming out that I'm excited to get my hands on, um, and I'm also super excited about the second book in Julia Kelly's Matchmaker of Edinburgh series. Um, that one's mm -hmm. when's that one coming out? It is coming out this. February. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a first quarter. Yes, yes. Um, because the look of love was honestly, like, I, I mean, full disclosure, anybody who knows me knows I adore Julia and have been her friend almost as long as I've been doing this. Um, and it was, oh, the look of love was her best book. Like, it was so, so good. I loved I it so much. That over and I, yes, and I just, I just can't wait. Um, to read more about this world. I think it's really well, engaging. And it's I love her Scotland, voice. And it's yes. Scotland and it's matchmakers and artists and people who aren't starchy and I don't know. There's yeah. just lots of cool secondary characters and so great. So fun. So great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, I just re put that on my list. I know, for... right? You definitely should. <laughs> and you know what? Look, that was a twenty seventeen book that I talked about. So there. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> um, hmm. Oh, 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 oh. So um, Helena Hunting has a book coming out late in 2018, like the fall, I think. Um, it has like this old school, like chiclet, like illustrated cover, you know, like a, the mm -hmm. ones from like the 
you know, like the early 2000s, maybe 2003, 2004. And I'm fascinated by this because what I know of her, she's right. She writes like super, super hot romance. Um, That's what the rest of her covers look like. I have not, I have not read her, but yeah, there's a lot of pucked. Yes. Yeah. And and I'm not picking. Right. I'm not terribly familiar with her stuff other than just things that um, people have recommended me. And I just, you know, spent on my pile and haven't gotten to it. Um, But this one is fascinating to me then from that kind of like books biz angle, because um, I want to see if it's still super hot. Um, I know that the back cover blurb talks about like a second chance romance, you know, so like all of these like really tropey romance things but it's got this cover that that takes me back um so i'm 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 gonna look out for that one um i think it's clear that a lot of the things that really attracts you to this to a book is a cover which i (laughs) guess we probably shouldn't be um (laughs) uh surprised by speaking of new covers um i think avon is re-releasing a bunch of um, Lorraine Heath's old books with new covers. And I'm really excited about it. Um, these are the oh, books that I read. Yeah. Like a long time ago, they're her. Um, it's like one of her Texas series. And I can't remember the name of the series, but it's like Texas destiny, Texas glory, splendor, those kind of things. Um, and I mean, and she has a summer release too. I always, I always read Lorraine Heath. I love her to pieces. Yeah. Um, but um, so I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm interested to kind of compare like those covers. Cause I'm trying to think, when did those books come out? I don't think those were like 90s books for me. I think those were early 2000s. Um, but anyway, just kind of like seeing like what changes because clearly uh, Avon published those the first time around. Um, so just to kind of from a historical perspective to kind of see, um, you know, what they covered it with back then versus what they're doing now for the re-releases. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to pull the whole thing up right now. I just went and did a quick check on her mm-hmm. home on her page, LorraineHeath.com. She's got a link to another article on Cosmo.com um, about how her Texas trilogy will be available in print and read about the cover. So oh, I cool. haven't, um, I'm not going to check on that right now, but if anyone's interested, they can you go can read me, about that. me that link. I want to see it. I will. Uh, look at me, how good I am. I'm like a... I would say I'm a vanguard, but she's already written about it. So I'm really not doing like, it's like Cosmo has already right written now. about it. <laughs> I love it. I love I'm on the cutting edge. <laughs> okay. Speaking of cutting edge, um, Tessa Dare has a book coming out in 2018 that doesn't have a blurb yet. Wait, 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 wait. And it doesn't. Wait, 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 and it Exactly. It doesn't have a blurb. It doesn't have a cover, but I've already pre-ordered it. And so, How do you know? How because, does one know these things? I... I just do. You're stalking her, aren't it's, you? It's called oh, gov- oh, I just found it. The governess game. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that, I mean. I say damn it in the most affectionate way possible. <laughs> uh, I'm, I always, you know, I always gravitate to historicals. I mean, I think because mm-hmm. that's what I grew up reading. Um, but also when I'm actively drafting. I don't want someone else's contemporary voice in my brain, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I still got to read, even though beginning of 2017 started out really slow for me. The things that I did read for joy um, were historical, mainly, just because um, 
It's a, it's a total okay, It looks thing. like um, Tessa Dare's so. new book that has no blurb and no cover, <laughs> but is up for pre-order on Amazon, uh, is called The mm-hmm. Governess Game mm-hmm. in the Girl Meets Duke series, and mm-hmm. it will be coming out in August of 2018. So for Labor Day mm-hmm. reading pleasure, yeah, go pick that up. No. No, if it's coming out in August, that's going to be... That's that's I'm a read just, the day I'm, it comes out kind of thing. There's yeah. no saving that. I was just saying. <laughs> Although you know what, I could, I I could be wrong. We don't know what'll be happening in August of, of 2018. I mean, doesn't that sound no. just like wild? Like I 2018. Know. I know. I I it's can't just kind of unimaginable. I'm not so excited. I got to talk to you about this today because now I'm actually like that's giddy so about. You this. know what I have done before is I will go <laughs> in a through. Way, and look up all the new releases from my new favorite authors from the new year and just put it on my calendar at the beginning of the year. And it makes you, it does make you feel excited. It makes you feel like you've got something to look forward to on bad days when you don't, you're, you're just beaten down and you can say, Oh, but there's a Tessa Dare book coming out this month. (laughs) Exactly. And I don't know anything about it except that I'm going to read it. Well, of course. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? Oh. Here's some scoop. Here's some big scoop. This might be the book that she was writing during RWA in Florida. And if it is, her heroine's name is Alexandra. Not, not, a, not because of me. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what I think you you said. And she winked at you, right? <laughs> I. I do not recall. <laughs> Wasn't there some like wink, wink, nudge, nudge? We'll just start no. this rumor. Tessa doesn't listen to this. Oh, oh yes, yes, I like this. It was I like totally this rumor. named after you. Absolutely. <laughs> I hope she's a wonderful human being. <laughs> because no one, she is. She is the best. Because no one has ever figure. used the name Alexandra in a historical romance before. <laughs> Absolutely not. I mean, way to like pick something out of the contemporary zeitgeist and make it <laughs> into a no, I love it. It's like it's like naming a historical romance um, heroine, like Tiffany McKennedy or something. Oh yeah, see that dated me so much that I went to Tiffany, Tiffany first, and not to. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if McKennedy is a real name or not. Could be. Who knows? All right. Well, <laughs> um, do you have anything else you're looking forward to in 2018, or do you have? Are you making any reading resolutions for 2018? Well, I mean, there's a lot of books that I'm excited about that I can't talk about because I'd have to kill people and that just gets messy. So <laughs> actually, I think you would be the um, one who was killed if you talked about them and you don't want to risk okay, your life. Well, I definitely want that to happen. And I'm a really good secret keeper. Um, no, reading resolutions. Yeah, no, I think it's just to get my mojo back. Um, like I love our community and I've always loved our community. And I love how um, how reading romance and reading in general um, can really um, not only affect your mood, but affect the way you see the world and think about the world. So to have lost that for a little bit, you know, this year, um, I'm really excited to get that back. It's basically like drink water, take your vitamins, read a good book. Right? For like ult- absolutely for optimum health. Yeah. Dr. Like Emery I, here I is to telling back. you that. I need, 
I did go see my doctor this week for my annual, mm-hmm. and I need to go back and look at her post-it note that she wrote along with the vitamin situation. I bet she did write and stay in bed and read a book. <laughs> I think so. I know. I know that's on there. <laughs> I mean, everyone makes these resolutions every January to lose weight, take vitamins. I don't even know. Um, do mm-hmm. yoga, meditate, put reading on that list. I mean, it's the exact I'm- same thing. As good for you as all those other things, I think. It is. It, and, and it's transcendent. I mean, it really is. Like, not to get, like, schmaltzy about it, but the power of books and the power of reading is, is yeah. it transforms lives. It relaxes um, you. It exercises yeah. your brain. It makes you think about things in a new way. It's, it's cheaper than a vacation. I mean, just do it, y'all. All right. You know what I realized? That I didn't... I, I was so busy talking to other people about what their favorites were of 2017 and what they're looking forward to in 2018 that I did share with you my best ofs. So I went to go put that together and y'all, tragedy has struck. So for the past 10 years or so, I have kept a written down list of the books that I have read each year. So I can go back and see what books I have read. I cannot find 2017. I, I don't know. It's got to be around here someplace, right? I don't go that many places with this list. I mean, yes, it's stuck in my planner, but I really I don't go that many places, period. And papers don't just fall out. So, oh, like I'm, I'm getting a tightness in my chest right now talking to it, and I really don't think it's my cold. I will find it. Watch. I will find my list as soon as the holidays are over and Mercury retro- Mercury is direct again. I will find the staying list. But right now, I can't find it. So that means I do not have my list of all the books I've read in 2017. Now, I know what you're thinking. Lindsay, you have a blog where you write down books. And that's true. So I can go back and look there. However, I don't put down every single book I've read on the blog. It could be just because um, I don't think people would be interested in it. It's like a craft book or like a nonfiction book of some kind. It could be that I didn't want to recommend it. I still keep track of that. I just don't put it on the blog. It could be, you know, just for whatever reason, I finished it between months and the blogs and I just didn't write about it. I mean, there's just tons of reasons why I don't blog about something. So yeah, so that helps put some parts of it together. I also can't just go back and look and see what I bought this year because, you know, I can go look on my Kindle app, but I don't I don't get everything in digital. I also read things that people have given me copies of. I read prints, print copies that I picked up at RWA. I check things out from the library. So you know, it's, it's not just all in one place. So what I'm going to have to do is I can't really make this super scientific. I just decided, you know what, I'm going to just go off the top of my head and I, I just jotted down the books that kind of stuck with me during 2017. Like if I just, if you, if you put a microphone in my face on the street corner and said, what books are you thinking about in 2017? That's what this list is, okay? So anyone who's not on it, I feel like either I've already talked about you enough (laughs) on the blog or the podcast, um, or, you know, 
just for whatever reason, the cold medicine is not helping me think about you, but this is just like off the top of my head right now. So, um, the first book that it was kind of early in the year that I read and I wanted to talk about was Big Little Lies by Leanne Moriarty. And as I said before, this was one that I picked for one of my book clubs and I picked it because the HBO miniseries was coming out. And I do pick things on purpose when the TV shows are coming out because I just like to see, I like to be a part of the conversation, the water cooler conversation. I like to understand the Entertainment Weekly, you know, all the articles and the the podcasts and stuff. I want to know what everyone's talking about. So I also kind of, usually I do like to kind of pick apart how they translate book to screen. Uh, TV shows and movies are a huge part of my entertainment and they seriously influence my writing. So going back and forth between the two uh, is really interesting for me. So lucky for me, Big Little Lies was a terrific book. Just terrific. I would probably reread it again. Um, I really loved, looking back, I really loved how uh, Leanne Moriarty played with the timeline. You don't realize this necessarily. It's a mystery, but you don't even know who was killed until the very end. So you're looking at it halfway through a backwards lens and halfway through a forward-facing lens. So you're trying to solve the mystery before the crime even occurs. It's really fascinating, uh, you know, storytelling. One that, you know, I would love to play around with myself one day, except now that I've said it, I'm not plagiarizing you. It's just really cool to, to play with it that way. Her voice, the voices of the characters were so strong and so entertaining. Uh, that was really fun. And and what I what was interesting was the HBO miniseries was also so well done. Um, just a beautiful cinematic piece that you could really sink into. Of course, they changed it somewhat from the book, but they did stick with kind of the feeling of foreboding. And you did not know who the victim was going to be until you got to that, which adds just to the shock and... Uh, tension of the of the book so good job there <laughs> good job Leanne Moriarty writing that book five years ago six years ago however long all right um the next ones that kind of jumped to my head uh 2017 releases Wildfire and Wild White Hot both uh by Ilona Andrews the last books two and three of her Hidden Legacy series. And I have waited for these since um, the first book came out, Burn For Me. Was that 2014, 2015? So long, such a long wait. Uh, Did not disappoint, loved them both so much. Uh, World building, the characters, all just A++++ for me. Uh, Will be rereads, will be classics that I will want to study. Uh, when I think about the types of books I want to write, this is what I think of. Um, just has it all. It has uh, mystery, tension, drama, humor, uh, great secondary characters, uh, plotting, pace. Awesome. Great. Highlights of 2017 for sure. All right. Uh, the next book that popped into my head was uh, The Alice Network by Kate Quinn. This is another one that I just think about all the time. Honestly, I don't really even know why I think about it sometimes. It just pops in my head. And it is a book about women spies. 
and it's a dual narr narrator, dual narrative, First World War, Second World War, England, France, uh, awful Germans. I don't know where I'd put it. I guess women's fiction, literary fiction, it's kind of in there, although there is a very strong romantic uh, subplot, which I think anyone would enjoy. And just women spies, y'all. That's awesome. Uh, I keep thinking of the way she wrote certain scenes. There's just an effortlessness quality to the whole book that uh, I know as a writer is not easy. <laughs> Things that are that look effortless often are not. Brava, Kate Quinn. I'm definitely going to look for more of your books, uh, your backlist, and in the future. And then the last one that I keep thinking about is one of the more recent ones I just read. Uh, is Wild in Love by Eloisa James. And why did I pick this one up? I'm really not sure. The cover was pretty good. It was like this half-dressed, wet guy. You know, every, every time I think, oh, I'm kind of done with historical romance. I'm, I think I've read to the end of the genre. Something comes along and I just, I feel it again. It, it feels fresh and new. And, and can, oh, I have a confession. This is the first Eloisa James book I think I've ever read. And I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I don't know why. Maybe there's been others and I just can't remember them because, but I think I would have written them down because I keep track of things and I don't think I've written any other Eloisa James books. Like the Kate Quinn book, Wild in Love just flowed and it flowed beautifully. And before I knew it, I was in love with the characters and the world and and just really enjoying it. So again, brava to Eloisa James. I'm looking forward to more books in this wild series. Uh, wild, W-I-L-D-E. I think that's the family surname that uh, they all are probably going to need a book now. Anyway, that's it. That's the ones that popped to my head. I'm probably going to kill myself when I find my list and see like a half dozen other books I want to talk about. But Y'all, I gotta, cl I gotta close this out. I gotta close it out one way or another because otherwise other things are gonna start to explode. So um, I hope I don't sound so sick and I hope everyone has a lovely, wonderful end of the year. I hope you get and give many awesome books and start filling your calendar with all the uh, release dates for 2018. And we... We'll see you here in January. Bye, y'all.